0: So today, we continue the mini-series on the gifts of the Spirit, looking at the third group of the manifestation gifts. Last Sunday, we looked at the inspirational vocal gifts, where we looked at speaking in different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. The week before that, we looked at revelation gifts, the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and distinguishing between spirits. Today, we complete this section, of this series on spiritual gifts. Let us read again the scripture that Paul wrote describing the gifts of the Spirit to the church in Corinth. In 1 Corinthians 12, 7-11. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the work of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Today we are looking at the power gifts, the third of these manifestation gifts. The Holy Spirit has given us three power gifts. There's the gift of faith, the working of miracles, and the gifts of healing. Gifts of healings. Now, none of these gifts refer to our natural abilities. They are an anointing or manifestation of the Holy Spirit in a particular situation. Let's start off by looking at the gift gift of faith. Now, the other power gifts are dependent on the gift of faith. The gift of faith comes from the Greek word pistis, and it means a firm persuasion, a firm assurance, a conviction, or to persuade. In other words, being absolutely sure or persuaded that something will come to pass, even when everyone else says it will not or it is impossible. Faith is the ability to believe for what is not. For what at that moment seems impossible, looking through the circumstances, trusting the ability of a big God. Hebrews 11 verse 1 and verse 6 says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Doubt, is looking at the circumstances and believing them. And that's what the devil wants us to do. The gift of faith is given according to the need. Romans 12, verse 3 says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. We've all been given a measure of faith. And the initial faith that we are given is a saving faith. Saving faith is our initial gift. It's a seed faith. Ephesians 2.8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Each one of us is given a measure of saving faith to be able to accept salvation through Jesus. That's the first bit of faith that we receive, the gift of faith, is that salvation. We respond to God's calling on our lives, because He's called everyone in the world. He doesn't want to see anyone go to hell, but not everybody responds to that. They don't activate that seed of faith. Faith is seen as a fruit of the Spirit, watering the seed for it to grow. It's a fruit of the spirit faith okay and there's a watering of the seed for it to grow this is the faith that grows as we exercise it each of us has have, have been given muscles to lift objects but unless we exercise these muscles and develop them we will never be able to pick up the load we have potential for lifting And you can see that in the natural world where bodybuilders, weightlifters, those guys, they're trained to pick up heavy weights. And when you see the guys in the beginning of their life, before they start the training, they're normally a lot smaller than they are when they're picking up these massive amounts of weights because they've exercised, they've built the muscles. And it's the same with our faith. We can build our faith in that way where the more we exercise it, the more readily we are to use and to ask God for that gift of faith as and when we need it in romans 10:17 says we, are, we grow by hearing the word we hear the word that helps our faith to grow in matthew 7:24 hearing and applying the word so it's not just hearing but it's doing galatians 5:22 says faithfulness is a fruit of the spirit and means the ability to be loyal to what you are persuaded of you can look at those scriptures in your own time Now, as we spend time in the Word reading what God has done and applying what it says, we see God do what He promised. The Holy Spirit will help us to grow our faith if we allow Him to. It is our choice to let faith grow or let it die. It's just like planting a seed in the ground. If you care for it and nurture it and do all the right things, it will grow. Even in the midst of a drought, you can get things to grow if you nurture it. And it's the same with our faith. Our faith will grow if we spend time in the Word. Time in the Word. We need to be reading God's Word daily. Daily. This morning I actually just read something of where it says, if we are in God's Word four times a week, there is a major change to our lives. If you spend only one day a week, two days in a week, three days in a week, it doesn't affect us until you hit four days a week. There is this impact that it does by spending at least four days a week in God's word. It has a major impact in our lives. And if we don't do that, we dry up like a seed that is left in the ground without water. So we need to spend time in God's word. Four days a week minimum, it should be every day that we spend time in God's Word. Spend time in prayer, asking for more of Him, for more of Him, not more from Him. Spend time in God's Word, asking for more of Him, not more from Him. Sit under and or listen to ministry that grows our spirit man. So come, be regular in attendance, in the meetings, whenever we gather and Spend time listening to those that are teaching. And during the week as well, make the, make the most of the opportunities that we have with podcasts today. You can listen to teachings from around the world, from some of the greatest preachers around that will build your faith. Make sure you're spending some time doing that as well. Spend time with people of faith who speak life and not death. Turn to God before we turn to man. So maybe pray for healing before going to the doctors. Okay, build our faith that way. Yes, we still thank God for the doctors, the medical profession that we have, that they have the ability to help us. They cannot heal us. They can only diagnose what the, what the symptoms are, what the symptoms say uh, are showing. They can diagnose what we're sick with. They can't heal us, but they can help us to, to come to healing. But God can do it. He can heal us instantaneously or he can heal us over time as well. So turn to God before we turn to man. Luke 18, 8b says, However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Jesus and the Holy Spirit have done all that they can do. It's now up to us to take what they have given us and grow those things that they've given us. Matthew thirteen eight says, and he, Jesus, did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. That was in his hometown, because of their lack of faith. We need to have faith, and faith grows the more we exercise it. Thirdly, there's an extra injection of faith by the Spirit. There's times when we experience a sudden increase or injection of faith given to us by the Holy Spirit Bringing our faith levels up to God's level of faith, where we're in a situation and we just know that God is going to come through in this situation, even though the situation looks impossible. There's that injection of faith. It's just that gift of faith comes in, and suddenly God's going to do this. He's going to do it, and we know that's going to happen. This is the kind of faith that goes beyond the normal development of our faith, not just exercising faith, but just there's this spirit of faith that's given to us. We will suddenly have the faith for something which a moment before seemed impossible. It's like adrenaline being released in our body when we're in those situations where there's fright or whatever it is, and there's, suddenly you're able to do something that in the, in, in the natural would never, never happen. Like a person lifting a motor car off a body, under, you know, somebody lying caught underneath it. That's happened. And when the guy tried to lift it again, couldn't. But the adrenaline came in, and he was able to do that. It's the same with that gift of faith, where suddenly there's so much more power, and just things change. This is the kind of faith that will raise the dead and change the course of nature. Matthew 14, 25 to 29, when Peter walks on the water, there was a gift of faith. He stepped out. John 11:40 40 to 44, Jesus raising Lazarus. From the dead, Jesus, the man, the Son of God, but the man operating as a man, not as God, raised Lazarus from the dead. That was faith. Joshua ten, twelve to fifteen, when the sun stood still. The sun stood stood still. Because the prophet spoke and said it would, and there was the And were struggling many years ago. They were struggling with going back through time, looking back and saying, "There's this missing day." And then somebody read that scripture. And it suddenly made sense to them. A believer who was there on the team said, This is why this day is missing, this 24 hour period where the sun stood still, because of God's word. The gift of faith stopped the whole universe for one day. And NASA found that out. The problem was solved when that Christian pointed out this passage to them. What's the purpose of this gift, the gift of faith? It's God's intervention in the world. The Holy Spirit exercising His faith through the church or individuals that produces signs and wonders. And we're praying for that. We're asking God for that. That's why we're praying for these signs and wonders, because we want to build our faith. We want to see faith being exercised within us. The gift of faith elevates the church from the natural to the supernatural realm. We all live in the natural world, but we all live with the supernatural world around us, and we need to be seeing The kingdom of God coming to earth and happening as it should be on earth. The supernatural realm breaking through into the natural realm. The gift of faith prepares the church to flow in the workings of miracles and the gifts of healings. These three gifts are interlinked and interdependent. The gift of faith sustains what the other gifts do, especially the power gifts. This gift is for specific situations and will cease when the situation has changed. We do not live in this level of faith continuously. The gift of faith ushers in the workings of miracles. So our second point for today is the workings of miracles. Again, the Greek is this, in German, Okay, In German is to be active, the effect of. And dynamium, power, force, abundance. You can see dunamis, which is power, dynamite. We see it's the same root word, power, force, abundance. That is the effect and results of God's supernatural power. The workings of miracles is the effect and results of God's supernatural power. It is a recreating of what is not. It is not a healing of what is. It's a recreating of what is not. It's not a healing of what is. Where there's no leg, a leg grows. Something like that. Okay? It's not just a healing, it's a recreating. Where someone born without the inner workings of the ear, suddenly those are recreated and they can hear. They were born deaf because of the deformities within the ear, suddenly they can hear because that's been recreated. The purpose of this gift is to demonstrate the power of God, 1 Corinthians two four. It separates Christ followers from religion. Religion is about rules and regulations. The, the purpose of this gift of, of miracles is to separate us, Christ followers, from religion. It proves the resurrection, 1 Corinthians 6.14. It nullifies the work of the enemy, John 10.10. 10. It brings authority and respect to the church, Acts 5, 12 to 14. And it results in signs and wonders, Mark 16, 15 to 18, and Romans 15, 19. You can look at all of those later. Here's an example, wonderful example. John 10.18, then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. So when Jesus was being arrested. Luke's account of this was Luke 22, 50 to 51. And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Jesus didn't pick up the cut-off ear and put it back in place. He touched the man's ear and healed him. He worked a miracle and created a new ear, demonstrating the power of God. It wasn't a gift of healing. It was a miracle. Raising the dead. Acts 9.40. is a gift of faith needed to perform working of miracles. Peter raised Tabitha, or Dorcas, from the dead in Joppa. In Romans 8.11, the power of raising Christ from the dead. That's the gift of healings. So, a, a, wrong one. The work of miracles. That's a miracle. That was a miracle, not healings. Those third third thing we're looking at is the gift of gifts of healings, and it's gifts of healing, not the gift of healing, but gifts of healings because there are different types. Again, the Greek word for this is charisma, lama, it's a plural, it's not singular, it's plural, it's gifts of healings, charisma, gifts of grace, or gifts involving grace, lama, not limited to one type of sickness or disease a process whereby a person is made whole, physically, spiritually, and psychologically. These gifts bring healing to us whether we do anything to deserve them or not. They are for the believer and the unbeliever, the righteous and the unrighteous. They are for whosoever accepts healing in faith. Mark 1046 46-52, Jesus said, go, go, your faith has healed you. In Matthew 9, Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed from that moment. The woman with the issue of blood. The Holy Spirit's power releases healing. It's The Holy Spirit's power releases healing. Luke 5:17, Jesus relied on this gift to heal the paralytic, lowered through the roof on the mat. When his friends couldn't get him through the crowd, through the roof, and it was that gift of, of healings, that the paralytic was healed. He said, your sins are forgiven, and they questioned that, and they said, well, rise up, take your mat, and go, and he is healed. In Luke 9, 1-2, when Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases, disabilities, infirmities. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick, the feeble, the weak, the impotent, without strength. That's what he did. And the purpose of this gift, the gifts of healing, is to make mankind whole, both physically, in body, spiritually, in our spirits, wholeness, and psychologically, in our soul, in our minds, that we are whole. Man is restored by this gift as God originally intended us and planned us to be. He heals us so that we can be like he created us to be, without sickness and disease, This is God's will being done on earth as it is being done in heaven. It is not God's will for us to be sick and dying. That is the enemy's will. John 10.10, which I mentioned earlier, but this is what it says. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. These gifts heal diseases and sicknesses that are the, the result of sin. There's times where sickness and disease comes about because of sin. Matthew two nine to seven, the paralytic, your sins are forgiven. Your sin is life, and that could have caused it. James five fourteen to sixteen, confess sins so that you may be healed. John five sixteen to fourteen, the man at the well warned of worse things if he continued sinning. When we've opened the door to enemy through sin, he will rob us of our right to abundant life. This gift restores our life given by Jesus and is dependent on our obedience. It may not be instant, but progress will but progress as we respond to the voice of God. Healing can take time. These gifts heal diseases and sicknesses that are the result of demon possession. There's sickness and disease that come about because of that. Matthew 12:22, the de- demon-possessed blue, blind mute man was healed. Matthew 4:24, various diseases, severe pains, and demon-possessed people. Matthew 8:16, demon-possessed drove out the demons, and there was healing. And these gifts heal diseases and sickness that are the effects of unknown reasons. John 9, to 6 Jesus heals the man born blind. The disciples asked him, who, whose fault was it that he was born blind? Was it the parents, or was it, was it his? And what did Jesus say to them? He so said, God's will can be seen. God's power could be revealed. Now the purpose of this gift, the gifts of these gifts, is to reverse destruction. The enemy comes to rob, kill, and destroy. Matthew 8, 2, 2 and 3, the man with leprosy is healed. His body was wasting away and it's reversed. Matthew 8, 14 and 15, Peter's mother-in-law with a fever. It's affecting her body. She was healed. The purpose of this gift is to confirm the validity of the gospel. This gift is an instantaneous, supernatural bestowal of healing upon a person, regardless of his or her actions, by an act of grace and mercy on the part of God. So to sum up the power gifts, the gift of faith it's an extra God-given faith for a particular situation so that we are able to line up our faith with God's faith to enable God's will to be done. And the gift of faith comes into operation before miracles or healings occur. The workings of miracles are the result of supernatural power. Not our own supernatural power. We see this where there are no eyes and God creates eyes or no inner ear and God creates inner ears. It's giving life to a dead body, changing a stick into a snake and back again, neutralizing the effect of a poisonous snake when Paul was bitten by the adder and nothing happened to him. Gifts of healing reverses the enemy's destruction, speeds up the natural healing process of the body. example of all three in action is in John 11, 38 to 44, the raising of Lazarus, from the dead. It was a gift of faith that motivated and sustained the miracle. Jesus had that gift of faith, rose up and said, He waited, you know, four days. He only went after he had been called. There's the work of miracles, performed the act of raising the dead. That was a, a work of miracles. And then the gifts of healings, restoring his putrefying and sick body. Because what did the sisters said? But by now, his body will be wasting away and smelling. You know, that's because the body was deteriorating. So all of those were reversed. God's desires for us to grow in our love for each other and to grow in the gifts of the Spirit so that we can build and encourage each other until Jesus comes again. Remember, these gifts are not for ourselves, but for each other and for those who do not yet know Jesus Christ. We are depriving the body of Christ and the people of the world if we do not allow these gifts to operate through us. When we are resistant to the Holy Spirit using us to release these gifts through us. 1 Corinthians 13.13 13 says, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 14:1 says, And verse 12, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. So it is with you. Since you are eager to have spiritual gifts, try to excel in gifts that build up the church. Let's all continue to eagerly desire the spiritual gifts given by the Holy Spirit so that we can be a blessing to those around us, whether we are at home, at work, or in the church. Wherever we find ourselves, we need to be asking God to use us to see his gifts operating through us. Make ourselves available so that God can work through us. Amen. I know it's a lot. There's a lot to get through, but I trust that you will. God has spoken to you through this about something. Now, I want to encourage you as well. If you, you found this is too much, then Later on this week, the video will be up on our YouTube channel. You'll be able to watch it there and re- re-watch it, listen to it. So, discussion questions. First one, as all as normal, what one thing stood out for you? Second one, what gifts would you like to see or do you need to see operating through you as you live out your life at work, at home, on the streets, or wherever you may find yourself? You find yourself in a situation where you need the, the Holy Spirit to work through you. What are those gifts? What do you think it is? And then pray for one another for a continued release of the gifts of the Spirit to be happening in your life. Just a reminder to those in the building, after discussion time, have some workshop with it as well. You know, just that, Don't just talk about it. We're going to pray. The third one is pray for those things and just ask God. And then... We'll workshop again, in, in after worship. We're going to wait on the Holy Spirit and ask ask Him then to release these gifts through us after the worship. So discussion time, worship time, and then we're going to workshop it and saying, God, what have you got for me? For those online, thank you that you've been with us, and I trust that you can uh, look at those questions and um, think about them. Those in the hall, time for discussion. And we've got a we've got testimony coming up that we want to honor the, the testimony. So we've got 15 minutes of discussion and then five minutes for prayer time. Five past <clears throat> 12, we want to come back to worship. We'll have, the, have the, the, the testimony, then we'll worship, and then we'll have ministry time. So we've got 20 minutes to get through one, two, and three. Thank you.